Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to another Rahalastapa Book Club. I am delighted and honoured and amazed to be joined by the fantastic Stephen Wright. Uh, who's written a brilliant novel called Harold. It's Stephen Wright, the American comedian, not any of the UK Stephen Wrights, <laughs> one of whom we really don't want to mention at all. But uh, <laughs> how are you, Stephen? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm really uh, I'm really good, and I'm, I'm very, very pleased to see you. I'm a massive fan. Um, and I, I, I read, to, I just looked at your Wikipedia page and realised you've got pretty close to having an EGOT. You've got, you've got two of the... You got two of the e- the egots and nearly got the G of the egots, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I've been very uh, fortunate because I'm I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> well, I mean, what I love about this, I mean, I love this book. I think it. Oh, thanks. I think it's um, there's so much in it. Is I yeah, I think you have to probably read it five or six times before you before you get everything you're gonna get out of it, and then there'll still be more in there. Um, but it's it's a real um, dive into, I guess, partly your mind, the mind of a of a of someone who 
who thinks a lot and who has unusual thoughts. And I'm guessing Harold is at least partly you inside the body of a seven-year-old boy. Oh, yeah, it's me. It's mainly me. I mean, I didn't think of like, what would a seven year, how would a seven year old look at this or anything like that? I, I was just, I was using his head, Harold's head. I was pouring into his head what I thought about life in general. Yeah. Because I have things in my, you know, I do stand up and the jokes are very short, couple sentence jokes. And it's a very specific, you know, to, you, as you know, to make an audience laugh out loud is a very narrow window to have people have a physical reaction like that. But I have a lot of things in my head that wouldn't go through a stand-up window, at least the window that I do. So I got to use, when I started writing and I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pour everything that I think about that couldn't be on stage in through his head. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it, it works. Well, like it is like a seven. I've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and they both think in in the same sort of ways. Or at least there's the world is so confusing, and to when you only have partial information, that you do have sort of profound and amazing thoughts. But it, but it, it it's more than. I mean, it's it's such an involved novel because it is, you know, it's it's anachronistic. It's not trying to be realistic, and it's all basically set inside someone's head rather than uh any adventures happening or any, any plot outside of that head but that's you know but it but it shows that the imagination and the thoughts and and what we project outwardly into the world and the things that we keep hidden inside us are sort of much more interesting than than you know going on a massive caper and and, and things happening to you the, in, the inside of someone's head is you know, is this sort of infinite universe in itself? And I would imagine, especially your head, where where the thought process is, I think, slightly um, different to most people's. Thank goodness, Stephen, because this is where I think your comedy and your philosophy comes from. Yeah, thank you very much. It's like I think everyone's mind is like a fingerprint. You know, you have yeah. your own brain, how everyone's mind works. And everyone's head is not like... Harold's head, but everyone's head is, is like a mat. It, it's almost good that God made it like, if, if, like I say in the book, if there is a God. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. I mean, you're walking down the street and you just pass someone and they're walking the other way and it's, you might not even acknowledge them. But there's a, a Times Square and everyone, a Times Square with a tornado happening and everybody's head is just madness. But you don't know because you don't hear what's in someone's head. Yeah, so it, it it is like it's fascinating to do that, but I think it's fascinating. I mean, I'm I I love your comedy, and it's a kind of comedy that I'm not good at. My my stuff's more long form. If I write a one liner joke a year, I'm very very happy. And your one liner jokes <laughs> seem to come thick and fast, even within this novel, which is not a comedy novel per se, but it is very funny. Um, and it is those sort of it's about the connections that made in 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 your brain. What the the sort of central idea is that there's a, a a sort of rectangular window in in Harold's brain, and and every thought is a a different bird flying in into the into the window, sort of fleet fl- flying through, and then sometimes projecting into other ideas, sometimes flying straight out again. I guess 
see, when I started writing it, all these things came into my mind that I had thought of over the years that had nothing to do with this book. And then I thought, oh, I thought, oh, I could just put that here. Oh, I could just put that. But the rectangle and the birds in my head years ago, like eight years ago, I thought just to amuse myself as an analogy, not to say it on stage or ever even use it was like, what if your head was a tiny sky and there's thousands of birds and each bird represented a certain thought. And then there's a little tiny rectangle in the middle of your brain, like a window frame, a picture frame empty and the birds are flying around. And if and one goes through that frame, then that that's what you would think of consciously because you're walking down the street and you're thinking, Oh, I got to go to this meeting. And then you all of a sudden you'll be wondering, I wonder how, how tall Lincoln was when he died. <laughs> and it's and it, and it has it's, 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 so then I had that to amuse myself just years ago, and then when I started writing Harold, I thought, oh, I'll have his brain work like this, this and it. And then I realized, then that enabled me to change the subject constantly, like using the birds through the window as a logical excuse. Yeah, well, no, it works brilliantly. It also reminded me. I thought it was from Beowulf. I don't know much about Anglo-Saxon English, but then I realised it's from the Venerable Bede. There's a bit where they talk about uh, life being like a sparrow flying through a mead hall, that it's darkness, and then the sparrow's in light as it flies through, and then it's into darkness as it goes out the other side of the hall. I don't know if you're aware of that. Of that no, I didn't know that. that image. And so it was really, wow. it was, it's really reminiscent of, of that, that Anglo-Saxon idea, which I don't know exactly who came up with that or where it came from, but that... That always stuck with me because that is such a, you know, the vividness and the colour of being suddenly somewhere and then being nowhere, being nowhere to begin with, being nowhere and then being in life, which is is sort of what this is a celebration of thought. It's a celebration of life and of experience and uh, philosophy. Um, I mean, it, it's, I've seen this in a lot of the reviews, but it, it very much reminded me of Kurt Vonnegut, who's one of my absolute favourite novelists. Oh, yeah. Um, Partly because it's you know because because of that na- the nature of it is uh, it's it's jumping around and it's skittish but but equally like him this book is full of ideas like most books have an idea and then they spend three hundred pages examining one idea <laughs> and this has this has an idea that could be and I think Vonnegut did this as well there's so many things in Vonnegut where he writes. Uh, you know that K- Kilgore Trout had written a novel called this about this and you're gonna go you could have written that novel. <laughs> And you've just thrown yeah. it away. And there's it, it, there's so many things in this book that could have been books on their own because it so it's just full of ideas. You know, I am blown away that it's been saying it's similar to Vonnegut because he's one of my total heroes of all creative people. I mean, including music, filmmakers. Every he's on my yeah. Mount Rushmore of of people, and uh, it's just it's just amazing to me. And it is so dense. There's so many thoughts. A couple of my friends said they had to read, read it in sections. They couldn't just keep flip, flip like it was normal. And a <laughs> lot of people told me they're going to have to read it again and again because it is, it's like uncut cocaine. It's just, de- <laughs> it's, it's just, just like, oh my God. Well, but it's, that's just, it's dense, it but it's dense. But then also, I'd, you know, I'm sure this will be the case for most people as well. But again, having a mind that is is creative and 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 similarly, like slightly butterfly, 
I listen to the audio book and, you know, your an idea will come up and your own brain goes off thinking of the oh. extrapolating <laughs> that idea into the, and then you oh. come back into the audio book and go, oh, God, I've, I've missed it. I've got oh. the <laughs> so you, you either need to rewind or go, OK, I'll I'll get that on the second. And, and it sort of it doesn't matter because I mean, not to say that I want people skipping bits of it, but it doesn't matter because there there is so much there and it's and it's not a linear thing. It's it is sort of this it's this compound thing. Yeah, I think you don't want to you can't go at it. It's not you're not going to sit in bed and read this all in one in one night and un, unable to put it down. You sort of want to put it down so you can have a think. I think about some of the stuff. Yes, there's so much to process, and it's <laughs> it is not a it's not a linear thing. And when no. I first started writing it, I showed it to a friend of mine. And he said, "You can't do this. You can't." <laughs> you know, I showed him like three pages. This has no story. This just can't keep going like this. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I guess he's right. So I stopped writing it. And then a little while later, I thought, I don't care. I'm not a story guy. I can't I, I can't make stories up. I'm just going to see how long it can possibly go. You know, and when getting back to yours, you have children in a seven and an eight, did you say? I've got a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, yeah. They're automatic. I mean, imagine kids are like they came down on a spaceship. They don't even know the language. They don't, they don't know anything. They're trying to learn how to walk. They're trying to learn how to talk. I mean, if we went to another planet, we would already know how to talk and walk. But they came here. They don't even know any. The point is they're completely, constantly curious, like little scientists. Yeah. Everything is complete. And that part of my mind never really wore off. I think all artists, you, you, you know, you all the material people come up with is from noticing things. You know, I think art creative people just notice the hell out of stuff. Like like the kids, not as much as the kids because they're just such an, in a unique place. But it's all from noticing the world. Yeah, and being still being able to different, you know, to not accept, I suppose, that what that life is normal, and then still being able, <laughs> still being able to go, this is crazy. Why is it? I mean, I, you know, there's so many bits you could pick from this book. I started, in fact, I was reading it on a Kindle to begin with, then I listened to the audio book, uh, and I started just clipping, doing, doing clips of the bits that I thought were interesting, and I thought. I'm just clipping everything. I've got to stop clipping. <laughs> one of the early bits was, you know, why don't you ever see any statues of, you see boys, statues of boys weeing and pissing, but you never see statues of girls pissing. Yeah. And, that, and that's the sort of thing that they, I suppose the comedic and the artistic mind will will keep on noticing stuff that within life that is just, uh, that's strange or wrong. Or, or I love the bit about, um, I mean, loads of bits stuck with me. I love the bit about the, you're talking about the, the Big Bang and the light from the Big Bang to, it's taking a certain amount of time to get here so that the sound from the Big Bang, because the speed of sound slower, <laughs> that we're going to get hit by the sound from the Big Bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, I mean, it sort of makes sense and because we haven't got the, we can't see the beginning of the universe yet. So it, it will happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll sound like one continuous <laughs> nuclear explosion for 800,000 years. <laughs> So it's all this scientific knowledge in there. And I, I think also, as well as being fantastic at making those connections and spotting the the weirdness of the world, there's a lot of sort of magpie picking up interesting facts. You've got the grandfather who's uh, quotes wisdom from the Lakota, uh, the Lakota Native Americans, and, uh, uh, and, and just lots of little 
facts that you've obviously picked up along the way that you want to yeah. share as well. But they're all they're, yes. those are all fascinating as well. And I would say that you say there's not a story in there, but there is a story in there. That, but you, as a reader, have to kind of assemble it yourself because it's about this boy who has a relationship with his teacher, who has a relationship with his mother. He sort of has doesn't really mention his father as much as I remember. So it's there's a relationship with his father even by it not being mentioned. There's, there's yeah, some, yes. So so yes. there's so there's something you know you can start piecing together what's going on in in this boy's life and what and and what's caused him to be the way he is and and whether his mother's influence has caused various things. So there is a story there, and and also. You know, it doesn't. There doesn't need to be a story there because it's it's something else. I sort of think as a you know as a comedian, I've I've written things and you've tried to write more serious things, and you often get judged as a comedian, right? Which I'm sure will be happening to you that people say, "Oh, Stephen writes just tried to do what he does in his stand up and put it in a novel," but it's not that at all. And I feel if you weren't known as a comedian, and this book was give you know came out and people the right people saw it they go this is an incredible unique work of literature that wow, uh, thank that, you but, but you know but i think it's do you find that are people do people because uh, of those preconceptions do you feel that they might not that they might not notice that uh notice what well that would they do they pre is the preconception that because you're a comedian this is just a comedian writing a book or are people are people noting its literary merit? Because I think it does have. Yeah, they think they think because they're known for the jokes that it was going to be a book of jo- of material, or, you know, little jokes, and then they start reading it, and it's not. There are jokes. I mean, it couldn't help. I've been writing. I was writing it, and then something would come into my mind. I go, "Oh, I'll just put that right in here." But there's not a ton of jokes, but um, it. You know, it's different. It's it's different. It's a different way of writing yeah. because it's not jokes. And and I really didn't. The beauty of it is, I didn't question what I was doing. I had no book contract. I had no thing with a publisher. I was just writing it to, to almost to amuse myself. And I saw this TED Talks thing about writing, and it was a like a tw- eighteen minute thing. Uh, this Asian guy. He, in it, you know, all subtitles, his name I can't remember right n- n- now, but but it really affected me because I I looked that up when I started writing this, and one of the things he was saying was to he teaches writing and he was written several six novels was to not overexamine what you're writing, don't don't judge it so much that you get frozen, yeah, like don't think what are people going to think of this. Should I do this? I don't know if this will be accepted. I don't. I don't know. And he said, just to write without that, just have fun. Have fun with it. And I heard that guy, and I was like, this is amazing. So I mean, I get <laughs> coffee is mentioned. Coffee is in the book. Do you yeah. like? Do you drink? Do you drink? I coffee? do. I do drink coffee, and I appreciate you thanked co- coffee at the end. Yeah, because my I have a good imagination, but when I drink coffee, my mind goes insane, like I'm on drugs. Yeah. So I would time my coffee with trying to write a couple hundred words a day, but and thinking of what that guy said that I just told you. So I was just making stuff up like a kid finger painting no in it and it helped me because i wasn't overthinking it i was just trying to amuse myself 
because a lot of creative people, in fact, myself, if I examine it too much, you can't do anything. You can't do anything if you're judging the hell out of it and you're not even started yet. So it was a, people think, oh, you wrote this book. It is a good accomplishment. It is a really good accomplishment. But I had fun the whole way. (laughs) It was really fun. Yeah, and I think that that's what I love about it is it's not bound by the rules of the books, uh, of novels. That it you know that part of it is this is this is the 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 thoughts inside the boy and the boy inside the man who's written it. That it's sort of like a sixty-seven year old man inside a seven-year-old boy, uh, and <laughs> and and that you step outside. I just love the bit where you notice something's an astro- anachronistic, and I don't know whether you notice later or at the time, but you just say you just say in case you're wondering about that about this thing being from a different time zone, mind your own business. Oh, which yeah, yeah. I just love, I love writing <laughs> that to the, to the reader. But because, you know, there's an artifice to it and there's a reality to it. And so you believe in the characters and you, you believe in, in Harold, but, but equally, you know, he's not, he's not thinking things that are set seven. Not all the things would be thought by a seven-year-old and it doesn't matter because it turns into this sort of, yeah, sort of trippy, Coffee. I mean, it's nice that it's a trip on coffee. I'm I'm the same with uh, chocolate buttons. If I eat chocolate buttons, I go off my nut for about half an hour. Would a, a chocolate just just like children? There's just like chocolate, a little chocolate disc that oh, you can. Oh, you know, oh, and, 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 and it, that glass yeah, jazz get, your mind up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't. I've never really taken drugs, but that does that does it for me. And coffee to an extent. I have to, coffee wakes me up, which is important. <laughs> yes, but in terms of creating stuff. But you're saying the uh, the seven year old wouldn't. I didn't. That's another thing I didn't care about. I didn't yeah. care that. It's, I know a seven year old wouldn't think of this stuff. Someone left a comment on one of the social medias saying a, a seven year old would never think of this, and I was <laughs> like, uh, okay, are you are you bothered by the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I mean. It, it, I, I didn't care like a lot of the 60s things that something that happens in the like the song Helter Skelter is like in 68 but the book is taking place in 63 I didn't care I was rounding off time yeah. and that thing you pointed out was the picture of the of the earth taken from the Voyager 2 that was taken in 1992 I think or 91 and I looked it up when was this picture taken and they said oh my god 91 and i thought all right i'll just put in if you're wondering why there's a mind your own business you know like almost like a junior high you would think that in junior high i'll put this in but then you won't really put it in the real book yeah you know you won't really put then part of me thought i don't care i don't care just put it in it's hilarious yeah and it's you know that's what i mean it's sort of more sprawling than you know than reality or logic and 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 it is it's it's still about you. It's still about your brain, even if even if you're not a character, and even if you're you know the author is present uh, mm-hmm. around around the. Yeah. It's sort of like it's it's like a universe with a god, if there is a god, <laughs> sort of at the at the edges of it. You know, I love it. I love it. I love that sort of the confusion and yeah, and you know, and it's it's like like you say, it's I'm not. It's not a tricky read. It's a very enjoyable read. And it's and it, it, it you know, the, the things will make you think, but it's it is that density of ideas that I think makes it very very exciting and very enjoyable. Um, Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods I, I listened to the I did listen to the audio book there's one point I mean it's it's all delivered in you know in in your inimitable style and I don't know if this has left it on purpose that there's one bit where you make a mistake and laugh and it's quite nice and it's still it's still in the audio book <laughs> yeah 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 we, 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 <clears throat> we were recording it you know it took like five different sessions to sure. record it and I made mistakes all the way through and then one time I made a mistake and I said to them I said we should leave one of the mistakes in just for the hell of it and they thought oh yeah okay yeah and then and then they did and that, that's another thing that's involved in the not putting a lot of pressure on it you know if it was very restrained oh, here's the audio book you can't have a mistake where the guy's laughing you can't have that but it was like okay and you're pointing it out you, you got a kick out of that i really got a kick out of it it's nice because it's also nice to hear you know because it is it's it's delivered in, in the way you deliver stuff and it's just lovely to hear you laugh anyway you know it's yeah. just nice to know that you are enjoying yourself because your style is so like oh you know i'm just yes. out of i'm just going out of bed and i don't want to do this uh, <laughs> so it's nice to know that you were really enjoying it but yeah absolutely and you know i think sometimes with a book something will take you outside of the book and it isn't good but i think the things that take you outside of this book take you to more interesting places or as interesting places as the book so it is it, it's kind of really unique as a as a, and I'm right in thinking you started writing on Twitter before before anything else was it just you were, is that that's what I've read did you did you start the process on Twitter yeah, yes I I wrote a I wrote a story for Rolling Stone magazine in like 1988 it was a fairy tale about how the beach was invented it was like a few pages and every five years I would read it and I would think I should write another story but then I never would. Then then I did read it like seven years ago, and I thought, no, 10 years ago I read that story. And then right then they got me a Twitter thing, and I thought, well, I'll just, I, I don't want to put jokes on Twitter, because to me jokes are an alive thing involved with the audience to hear and say it in front of an audience. I didn't want to just put joke, joke, joke. 
So I thought, I know, I'll just start writing something else influenced by the beach story. I'll just write something else. So I started writing Harold on Twitter and I did it just for a few weeks and then stopped in a few weeks. Then I stopped doing it on that. And then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to see if I can write this without Twitter involved. This will, I'm going to see if I can write a whole story, see how long it could go. Another thing is I wrote it on my phone. Right. I wrote the whole book on my phone. Because I couldn't be anywhere. I mean, I could never, I'm very influenced by the environment I'm in. You know, I couldn't yeah. sit in a room. I could never think of all that stuff sitting in a room at a computer. So I would be at, at the beach. I would be in Telluride, Colorado at the top of a mountain. It didn't matter. I'd be in the airport. I'd be, and then I would send it to this computer guy I knew and he would put it in so that eventually it would be able to be sent to people. But the freedom of the phone is incredible. I, I'm like, it, the, the timing of the phone is this, the smartphone is amazing for me because I'm such a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lazy, not lazy. I, I can't be made to sit, go over there and do that. I mean, to have the technology, we were talking when this started about how the technology is amazing. We're all, three of us are in three different countries, but to be yeah. able to, the freedom of just banging that right in, it, yeah. it's incredible. Yes, yeah, it really is. And and was it an easy book to get published? I can imagine. I mean, obviously you're a, you're a big name, and so maybe maybe publishers want to publish everything you do, but equally. It might not, like you say, it might not be what they would be expecting from Stephen Wright. Well, what happened was I was writing it for two years, and then Simon and Schuster happened to contact my manager saying, we noticed that he never wrote a book. Would he be interested in writing a book? They didn't know I was already writing it for no reason for two years. And I, I said, oh, I'll go in and talk to them sometime. And yes, so I, I waited another year. I kept writing it. And then I went in and met them, and I told them, kid, he's in school, it's all what it happens in his head the whole day in one click, you know. Oh, oh, that's very interesting. Oh, okay. Everything is in his head. It's one day, one day in class. Yeah. And uh, they said, we were very interested in that. Let Bring it in when, you, when you're done. They had no timeline. I had no money thing. It was like. It, again, it was like a kid coloring on the walls and, and just bring it. And I'd go in a year later. No, I'm not done yet. Then a year later, you done. No, I'm not done. I would just check in with them when I would be in New York. I don't live in New York. I live in Massachusetts. And then finally last summer, I said, okay, I think this is it. So I got lucky that I was writing it anyway. And then yeah. they, they were wondering if I had wanted to write something. Sure. So that's great. And is was there an editing process? I can't. I can't imagine you're very easy to edit. Did someone come in and edit, <laughs> and edit and give you ideas, or did they just go fine? We'll take your phone and we'll we'll put this in. <laughs> I will take your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send your phone to the to the factory, <laughs> and the phone starts coming out as pages. <laughs> no, there was an editor, Sean Manning. He really helped me a lot. He read the whole thing. He had a lot of lots of notes about it, and and some of them I agreed. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yes, I agreed, and and other things. I didn't agree. And they didn't say you have to do anything about changes. They left it up up to me. 
But some things he did, I love the guy, but I he some of the things he didn't understand comically, like why. And I thought, well, I know more comedically than him, you know. But but he but he but he when he was reading it, he did realize after a certain amount that it wasn't following the pattern of books. Yeah. You know, I didn't send them pages or anything. I just sent the whole thing at once. And he's reading it in the publishing world and he's He's he he was disturbed after he was disturbed and he doesn't didn't know why he was disturbed and then he told me he was disturbed because it wasn't following the, the structure of what's and then he oh then he realized oh this is not going to follow the structure <laughs> this is not oh okay and then the like the pressure was off him and then he could just read it and enjoy all the madness yeah. He was um, very supportive. Yeah, well, it's it's good to have that, and I think every, I think everyone, if you, as long as you can find the right editor, and sometimes an editor can just come in and you know I had a great editor for one of my books years ago, and he basically just he was pretty hands off, but he just sort of threw in like four or five really b- good points that you go, oh, this has instantly changed this into something you know much better. Yeah, than and some people will go through and and have lots of ideas, but yeah, I think that's it. When when you've got, especially with comedy, when you've got somebody who understands comedy, it's unlikely the editor of your book is going to be as, as anywhere near <laughs> as good as a comedian as you are. So, and I think they would have to acknowledge that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, are you still? Are you, is is this something you're going to? carry on with or is the is stand-up still your sort of first love or is it uh, i'm still mainly doing the stand-up even though yeah. i'm right now i'm taking a break from it but but this has jazzed me up like it's like okay i can i have a i can get a whole more out of my mind without it being stand-up it's I, it's not that i don't like doing stand-up it's it's like it's just another way to, I mean, all the creativity is from the same part of your brain. You know, if you're doing a painting or you're fooling around with music, it's all from the same part. And it was just like, I, I liked doing it. I had fun doing it. And I think I want to do more of it but, yeah. and keep doing the stand-up. And did you, I'm coming up to 56 and I'm I'm sort of getting back on the road again after having a few years off. I'm finding it quite, tiring to stand up maybe it's because i've got young kids as well which doesn't help i how how is it doing stand up as you're sort of in your late 60s now if I'm right? it's the the intensity one reason i'm taking a break is the intensity i don't know about you but it's very intense yeah. being in front of the audience i mean it looks like you're just walking around saying uh, uh, it's like walking a tightrope yeah and that i've been doing it for 40 something years and that intensity is starting to bother me it's like wait a minute i don't know if i want to do this as much anymore because it's just so you know and getting older you just change when you're older that's why they have the pilots of f-16s that are landing jets on aircraft carriers they're 19 years old (laughs) 60 year old guys not landing a jet with the rain you know and he knows how this is insane this is crazy But when you're young, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's rain and let's do it again. But honestly, and the and the travel. I don't know about the yeah, travel. Yeah, it's the travel. It's the travel. Oh, oh, and that, it's nothing uh, compared uh, to America. My travel is like within the UK usually. But yeah, the American travel, I can imagine, is 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 very debilitating. You just you change when you when you get older, but yeah. your mind doesn't change. The creative machine in your head is not changing. 
No. You know, don't you find that your brain's not stopping? If they said to you, you, you can't think of anything funny anymore, you can't, you would be arrested. You can't <laughs> stop it, don't you think? I think that is true. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I still love comedy, and some comedians go on for a long time and start to sort of hate comedy, but I still love it and I still love finding new things and I still love, I still enjoy other people, I think, which is the, the important thing. You know, some, some comedians start to, just getting annoyed uh, about about other comedians, but I still enjoy most comedians. After certainly the really yeah. good ones, um, yeah, anyway. I do too. Uh, and that's what that goes back to. You know, it's nice to see a, uh, a comedian who you know you can't. With you, I look at your stuff and I go, I can't work out how you did that, and I can't work out how you thought that. Some comedians I can work out how they did everything, <laughs> and it's nice to see someone who uh, enjoy someone who's got a sort of different skill set to you. But the the with your jokes, the brevity and the sort of 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 those ideas and the way they collide is it's you know only you could only you could do it and that's that's sort of the that's sort of the mark of a great comedian I think but yeah it's 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 good but this is what the book is about isn't it? it's about the mind and it's about it's it's sort of about whether we leave that child that child behind as we get older and whether it's right or wrong to to still <laughs> be questioning and thinking about everything. I mean, you say there's the there's the the purpose of life is to enjoy your life is is one of the is one of the statements. Yes, so which that's I... like a, a friend of mine, a guy who's like thirty years older than me, no, twenty five years old. He told me that like twenty years ago, and I and I thought, oh my god, that is so simple, and it's so like, oh my god, it takes almost the whole pressure off because nobody <laughs> knows really why we're here, what the hell is. And he boiled it down to just enjoy it. Yeah. That's the, one of the only real. No, there's many real things, but Peter, Peter to Sally, he told me that. That's good. Well, you know, it is. It is, it is the book's full of wisdom, full of ideas. You know, some of them, uh, you know, comedic. Some of them philosophical. Some of them true. Some of them crazy. <laughs> some of them just, just, <laughs> just putting stuff out there. You know, I mean, I think that's. I think that's the joy of being a comedian is. And 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 I think there's a bit, isn't it, where you say this of Harold? It's being able to ask the questions without having to provide the answers. There is a bit where you say something along those lines. So you're clever enough to ask the questions, but not clever yeah, enough yeah, to provide the yeah, answers, we... which is sort of the comedian's the comedian's job. It's just a nice place to be, so it's an easier place to enjoy it. I'm glad you're still en- enjoying it as a and getting out there. But I do. Uh, I do hear what you're saying, and <laughs> do I do I do agree with you about the the travel and the and the it's a physical toll, and it is the the tiredness is what surprises me. And when I look back at you know I've been I've been keeping a sort of blog for twenty third twenty years now, and you look back at your thirties and you know you see how much you got done in a day, and I just someone sent me a blog entry from twenty years ago. And I did so many things in this day uh, and I was hung over at the start of the day and I got drunk at the end of the day and I got off with someone at the end of the day, which isn't even in the blog. Uh, and I did, you know, and I did four or five things and they go, how did I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did I yes. keep up with that? Whereas now it's, you know, it's a different story, but yeah, it is, it is, it's difficult to keep up that uh, momentum, but it's uh, no, it's, it, it's, I really, really recommend this book. And I'm, again, audio book is a great way to enjoy it, but I think I, I'm, I've also ordered the, physical book because I think it it is something that you want to mull over and the audio book will I think you'll have to have to keep stopping and rewinding or just stopping and thinking 
So it'd be nice to have it written down as well. And the book's beautiful. I'd say the cover of the book is. Oh yeah, is the beautiful. guy did an amazing yes. job. I was just stunned when they showed me that. I mean, I told him I'm into surrealism, and he he read the book, so the obviously the cover was influenced by it. But I said to him, even if it wasn't the cover of a book, even if it was a paint a painting without Harold, without my name, just a painting, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a lovely thing to have, and really congratulations on it, Stephen. Not not Thank that I'm you. not that I'm surprised because I, as I say I'm a huge fan, but it's but it is also great to to you know do something that that is surprising and different and. Uh, and that and that's part of creativity, and not be pigeonholed, which you never would be anyway. But uh, to be able to uh, to to do something like this, and I do hope you do more because you know that Kurt Vonnegut can't write any more books, so I'm very happy for you, for you to, <laughs> to take over from Kurt Vonnegut because I've read all of his stuff and uh, much. But again, with him, you can go back and you know you read his books are so dense that you go back and you, yes, you sort of almost forget what what happened in any of them because there's so much. Going yeah. On. Yeah. yeah, what a mind, unbelievable mind that guy. Man. Um, and funny as well, which again, most yeah. uh, most authors, uh, he's not a comedian, but he's as funny as a comedian. Yes, absolutely. And and, and, and that's pretty rare with a with a with a with a novelist. Whereas you're as funny as a comedian because you are a comedian. So that's that's <laughs> very good. Uh, I do ask everyone: is that is that is are you a big reader outside of Vonnegut? Is there anything you've been reading I, recently? I, I'm 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 not. Um big reader really Vonnegut and Charles Bukowski yeah. and John John Irving yeah. my main main guys I got to re- meet Vonnegut though several oh, times yes and it was like it just like in awe it was I was in awe and he was so like casual nice guy like but you could tell that you know he had 15 brains you know, he just <laughs> so for me, it was a big, absolute one of the highlights of meeting people in this business yeah. was, to, was to meet him. Oh my goodness, Incredible. I'd, love to, I'd love to. He was a big fan of stand up comedy, I think, as well, wasn't he? Just sort of mentioned yeah. stand up comedian. So that's that must be nice to know that he knew you and obviously knew your stuff. That's yeah, that's astonishing. Excellent. Oh, terrific. Um, look, Stephen, I will. I really appreciate your time. Sorry, we had a few technical problems at the beginning, but we sorted it out. Hopefully, it's worked. Um, I would j- just uh, recommend everyone to go out and buy Harold in whichever form uh, you like, uh, and uh, you will definitely have. You'll get a lot out of it, and you'll be thinking about it for, <laughs> for a lot. And I think you know, if you're a comedian as well, I think it's one of those things that sparks off other ideas which I really you know if you if you read a book and then you know it, ma- it made me and I don't think you even wrote about this but it made me start thinking about um prehistoric man and I think maybe out of that idea of the idea of enjoying yourself and thinking how much of humanity must have just got through life and and for them to imagine where we'd got to and those guys just banging rocks together for thousands and thousands of years if you if they knew where humanity was going I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether they'd be happy or sad or i mean it'd be too much for them to cope with but it was but they we needed to have them do that to get to where we yes. are yeah. I, our bit's better than their bit is 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 my feeling but uh, maybe i'm wrong about it but yeah so it's it will really i mean that's it it will really just you know it's it's nice as a creative person to read something that um i guess is that makes you happy to be a creative person and and, and is inspiring without wow. you know without That's without uh, without uh, wanting to copy it you know it's, it's it's so much your own thing as as i say i think that's you know your line i've heard other people try to do your lines and it doesn't 
doesn't work because it's sort of you're so much a part of your your jokes that someone else doing them you know they're still good lines but they don't it doesn't work in the same way <laughs> but but are you telling me that this jazzed you like made you uh, jazz your creativity that's such a compliment to me i mean i didn't think of that when i'm writing it but to have you this like causing other connections in your own mind that's great thank you yeah. for telling me that no thank well it's you. you know because it's thinking about thought and it's you know that's what that's what the job of comedian you know, it does i think if you were interested in what how comedians brains work and if you're interested in, in how an extraordinary comedian's brain works this will give you a little window into it uh, a little window with a bird flying into it but uh, <laughs> but yeah it's uh, you know yeah it's it definitely if, if if i'm hoping that other writers are listening to this podcast and you know want for inspiration and this book will definitely uh inspire you and and i think what you're saying as well just get, going out and doing the thing you want to do i think that's very that's very inspiring and not thinking not worrying if people are saying this isn't what books are meant to be <laughs> i mean the the problem is Stephen. Half the time, if someone says that, it means you're doing well, and half the time, you're doing very, very badly. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, this this isn't what books are meant to be. Uh, but we'll see. But no, thank you so much for joining me. It's, as thank I say, it's, it's a proper honor. Uh, thank you to Chris Evans for sorting out all the technical stuff for us. Uh, Thanks for I, having me. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed speaking to you. I hope uh, to meet you sometime. Uh, and, uh, I really hope that, so. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.